Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The E-Day Mitsu Master MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome along to our Thursday. It is, other than race day on Saturday and Sunday, our longest day of track action. Share Adam and John Heindorf with you from the broadcast centre on the fifth floor. Good to have your company. Welcome to the fifth floor. Beautiful day again today. Little bit of an overcast, slight chance of showers later on, but we'll keep our fingers crossed that that doesn't occur as we're getting ready for a first track action of Thursday. If you are just joining us, welcome along. You missed a lot of excitement at the Raw, which uh, we all enjoyed, actually. It was uh, a lot of fun, an awful lot of fun, and we didn't have the Edimitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup cars there. However... They have made their appearance and were out on track yesterday. So let's uh, just go through some similarities, some changes. First of all, we have 30 cars here. Good morning and welcome to 2023 Mazda MX-5 Cup Championship Series. And it's a pleasure to be back and to enjoy these cars once again because a lot of things have changed. Uh, a lot of the drivers, we've got a lot of new faces, new cars, but the beauty is it's still Mazda racing. So fundamentally, we are correct. And starting it off at Daytona International Speedway, if you haven't watched the video of what happened in last year's race, do yourself a favor. <laughs> take a couple hours out of your day and just go find it on your favorite uh, video search platform because utterly ridiculous is the words that come to mind. Uh, and mightily entertaining. Yes, in fairness. yes. Bonkers in a good way, in as a I have good said. Way. Uh, plenty of t- 30 cars. All the big teams are back. Yep. Copeland Motorsport, JTR. They've got three. Uh, JTR with eight. Eight. Spark Performance. Uh, with five, I want to say. Hickson. With six. Um, who else? Maybe seven, actually. Could be Pac- Macalea Racing. Yep, with uh, three for this weekend. Uh, no, five for this weekend, I believe. Uh, and a couple of... Uh, Singletons as well, Robert Neuerker Racing, uh, running his own car. Still room for people to run their own cars, which I really like. Yes, and for Robert Neuerker, actually, it's a great story. Robert finished second in the championship a couple years ago. Found out that he was doing this about a week and a half ago. Got the funds together to be able to run this weekend's race. Brand new car, straight out of Fliss Performance. So this is Just down the road. Just down the road, yeah, literally. Uh, This is a shakedown. A debut, and it shows you what you get when you buy a brand new Mazda MX-5 Cup car. Take it to the track. It's competitive right off the bat. Our big interview yesterday and our live show from here uh, on Midweek Motorsport from here at Daytona was Jared Thomas. He is the defending champion. We've never had a repeat champion, never mind a back-to-back champion in the history of of this particular series. Uh, They started off well yesterday. He's running a team here. He's running seven other cars with his dad and with a pretty tight group of people. Also moved up, used some of that $250,000 that he won last year as series champion to move up into Michelin Pilot Challenge. 
has a Mercedes AMG GT4 with these, which he's running as well with uh, Andrew McIntosh in the car. And Anthony was uh, Anthony super McIntosh, quick yeah. yesterday in the practice session. That's a direct reflection of extra track time and the benefit you get by driving multiple cars across the weekend. But he learned how to draft and how to drive in this championship. So it's fantastic to see that reflected directly. And as, Jar- as Jared Thomas said yesterday in that interview, by the way, if you didn't hear it, go over to uh, RadioLamont.com uh, and look up the archive. We had lots of interviews from the pit lane, uh, including Robbie Foley. We had Sheena Monk and Cat Leg here in the booth. Uh, and, of course, that big interview with Jared Thomas, as well as lots of other IMSA news. Uh, it's available to download or listen on demand if you didn't catch it at 3 till 5 yesterday afternoon uh, here, Eastern time. But drafting is important here in all of the classes, and you learn to draft. There's no doubt that at every <laughs> circuit you learn to draft in Mazda MX-5 because it's an open-top car with that roll cage, that rollover, FIA rollover hoop out in the air. That means that the draft is strong in all of those. The draft is strong with this one. Yes, it is very much the case with these cars. And I was actually talking to some of the uh, WeatherTech drivers yesterday who were saying, well, yeah, drafting here is super important for the Mazdas. Wait a minute. It's important everywhere we go. It is. It doesn't make a difference. If it's St. Pete, the streets of St. Pete, which doesn't have that many straights, or it's got a long one for start-finish. Start-finish, yeah. Or if you're going to Road America, for example, and you've got the, what, six-mile-long front straight, or so it seems. Yes. uh, It's all important. It was was an alternate landing site for the Space Shuttle, the uh, front straight. Ah, but it it wasn't flat enough. (laughs) Yeah, There's only a quarter inch of difference (laughs) in the three-mile-long runway at uh, Kennedy Space Center, so that's why they use that as the flattest place to try and land it. The, um, uh, the, the cars are heading out of the circuit. It's a green flag for a 33-0 minute practice session. Qualifying to come is 15 minutes, and already the whole field is out, but one will have to come back through, Jay. Hernan Palermo, welcome back to the Llama Farmer. Mm. He's one of our uh, fan favorites on uh, IMSA Radio. Well, he is, in first. Yep, he's back in the paddock this year. We're really glad to see him, but he was a little bit too eager to leave the pit lane. Seven clicks over the limit. That will be a drive-through. Now, yesterday's practice session was the first official practice session of the year for this series, and thankfully, we had all 30 of the cars out and running during that. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the session, there was a transponder issue for Celine Roland, one of the perennial championship contenders, as it seems to be. But he was out running. He was able to get it fixed. In we the had spotty car. In, in the watermelon, as watermelon. he's calling it ah, this year. I love I like it. it. Flat black for the Mazda, but it's got bright kiwi green and bright pink accents on it. So it really does look like watermelon. But that car still running with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. And Brian Hickson actually being given the honor by the Austin Hatcher Foundation this year, just a couple of days ago, for all the work that that team as a whole, as, as a family, honestly, have done towards raising awareness and raising money for such a wonderful charity so we're really glad to see Celine back bearing those colors once again this year 107.9 around the circuit 107.9 FM and you'll be able to hear all of our output on that sun just going behind a cloud for the moment which will chill the temperature a tiny little bit as if you could chill it anymore this morning. Oh, it's already it nippy out fine. there. fine. It was fine. I'm still in a T-shirt and shorts. And still several layers. <laughs> well, you did used to live in this uh, uh, in this state, didn't you? This is still chilly. Hernan, uh, 
Herman Palermo has been through the pits. That means he's dropped the draft. You'll see team cars getting together here, undoubtedly, practising for the 15-minute qualifying session yes. later on. Practising, I'll draft you, you draft me. We're uh, a drafting family. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. I did watch Barney when I was a kid. Uh, very good. Yeah, well, and John, that's a very valid thing that you bring up, the 15-minute qualifying session. That is a change from last year. We've had a couple of really big changes in the rule book, but that is one of the big ones because now the competitors asked, we want less time for qualifying. Give us more of an opportunity to go out there and show our stuff, and if we can't get it done in 15 minutes, then perhaps fastest lap from the first race can be the qualifying time for race two. IMSA listened, IMSA obliged, and guess what? Now we've got a 15-minute shootout. So it's going to benefit some of our drivers who were able to put down quick lap times early on. Glenn McGee is one of those. Gresham Wagner, always really good at putting in the quick time. And with 30 cars running around Daytona, we could have a red flag in qualifying. What's amazing to me is that we've got three and a half miles and we have all bar Herder Palermo, who's just coming out of the Monchican and heading towards Speedway 3 now, uh, basically from the start line to the exit of <laughs> the International Horseshoe. And in a second, when the last car in line drops onto the infield, they go all of yep. the 29 cars are between turn three and the West Horseshoe. Yep, turn three and turn five, they're all <laughs> self-contained. It's nice when they of, do that. I, I thought a couple of teammates might split off and just do their own thing. Nah, they're not allowed, John. <laughs> I think they'd be uh, beaten down by their team owners. After that first lap, though, Aaron John Somm and Jared Thomas, who were running around together, the fastest two cars, their teammate Glenn McGee right behind, and then it's Nate Cicero in fourth, the Mazda scholarship winner from this past year, racing for McCombie Macklear. Jonathan Newdorf is fifth right now in car number 55. He's a young man who, when you research him, says that he's from Scottsdale, Arizona, got a very nice tan, but he's got a Canadian flag on his fire suit. So, of course, I was intrigued, went over and asked, whereabouts are you from then? He goes, oh, have you ever heard of Great Plains, Alberta? I said, nope. And he goes, ah, it's five hours north of Edmonton. So, in wow. other words, he is truly next-door neighbors with Santa. Mm. Not sure if we're up on 107.9 at the moment. Being told by a few of you down in the infield that we're on the PA. We'll get that checked out by the hard-working staff here uh, it, that is definitely the uh, frequency so if we're not going out on that we'll get that sorted out and uh, see if that is being fed at the moment uh, time's starting to come in yep. I, I would expect us to be somewhere uh, I think the fastest time yesterday was a low uh, a mid 209 uh, uh, sorry a, a high a mid-208 into the low 209s, and we're straight down to the 209s. Thomas Annunziata with a 9 flat is the fastest car at the moment in the number 10 Hickson Motorsports car. They're all using the exit of pit lane. Mm -hmm. Most of the cars are pitted in the uh, second half of the pit lane, so beyond the Rolex arch, uh, for those of you here at the track. And, of course, tell your friends, if they're not here, we will have unblocked, uninterrupted vision as well as sound for both of these races over the next couple of days. Um, obviously, we've got the audio for you 
uh, right the way through today, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. But quite a lot of the sessions are available in sound and vision. If you go or you get your friends to go to imsaradio.com, scroll to the bottom, the schedule is there. And if it's got a little old-fashioned TV on a stand next to it, um, then it means we've got the video as well. If you want to know how powerful the draft is, how strong is the draft with these ones, Hernan Palermo, who's a driver who we frequently see at the sharp end of the field, particularly uh, towards, what was the end of that, 2020, I think it was, he's currently running around solo after serving the drive through penalty. His best lap time is good enough for him to be 28th. That's running wow. around without the draft. Four seconds yeah. off what we're seeing the cars going around in pairs. Uh, you always talk about real cash folding money. Real cash money. The championship contingency cash has not changed from last year. So that's $250,000. 80 grand for rookie of the year. How much? 80. Right. Yep, that's worth getting. Best female? Uh... That's per race. Right. There is now per race incentive as well. So you get $1,000 for being the best place woman on the grid, of which there are two. So that will be uh, hard fought between scholarship winner Heather Hadley, who we welcome to the paddock, and Hannah Zellers. Uh, Heather, who I have massive respect for because on her website, she races legends. That's her, oh, yeah. her background. Her goal in life is to be an IMSA driver. Excellent. Not F1, not IndyCar. She wants to be in this paddock, so she is racing in exactly the right spot. We've got a penalty for Connor Zilich. Continuous contact on the banking. That's a no-no. It's a warning for now. Connor, who raced the entire series last year, finished second in the championship, won the Rookie of the Year prize. He is somebody who, as he told us yesterday, not able to do all the races this year, so he's making the most of what he can. Uh, you are allowed to do a little bump drafting. Little. A little bump drafting on the straights. Correct. On the banking, it's a no-no. Uh, it was the same the last couple of seasons, so this is not anything new. Uh, it's The cars are quite flighty on, on the banking. They don't have downforce, and they are flat out for a very long time. And it's a safety thing. It's not anything about spoiling anybody's fun here. It's all about safety. Uh, we do have pack racing. We will have pack racing. So that is something that race control are going to be continuously watching. They're just to our left here on the fifth floor. And they'll be keeping an eye uh, on that. So cash for the championship unaffected from last year. Correct. The addition this year is cash contingency for the top ten in each race. Not each race weekend, each race of the season six grand for winning the race five for second four for third three for fourth two for fifth and then one for six through ten. Oh wow so you are getting paid to race in essence the, these guys are going to be um paid race car drivers and the benefit is if you then win the race yes you get a, a whole load of points but if you're someone like tyler gonzalez who did miss a couple rounds last year that ultimately took him out of the top 10 of the championship of which you get real folding cash money for that as well you then wind up with extra incentives if you can only do a couple of races like Connor Zilich you can still walk away with enough money to cover your tires for the weekend to the top Gresham Wagner who was uh, outside the top 10 in the session yesterday he's Uh, just gone quicker uh, yes because than uh, Hickson Motorsports uh, Anunziata 
Thomas. Thomas Anunziata, thank you. Yep. By a, exactly a quarter of a second. And he's in the back that's just coming out of the International Horseshoe now. In fact, I think that's Gresham Black in card. second in that. Going through the kink now, there's the grey car with the... Is that is that in there? Yes, in behind uh, as they go into the West Horseshoe now. Number five. Number five. Gresham Wagner won the championship uh, two years ago. Jared Thomas won it last year. The two of them had contact <laughs> in yesterday's practice session, John. That's what resulted in Wagner not being able to set a particularly fast lap time. Two distinct groups now. The leading group with Gresham Wagner having just drafted to the front. And then, has he just dropped back again on Speedway Turn 1 and 2? Someone's got a heck of a run Yeah, in the middle there. That, I think, is one of the Hickson cars, oh is it? Oh, my gosh. Splitting the cars, coming straight up through the middle, making it look easy. That's almost Dale Earnhardt-style, reading the wind and seeing which way to go faster. He's put the sails up, John. Got the spinnaker up for sure. No wind to, or very little wind to talk of today. Let's see if we can pick out who that was. We don't have yep. pictures, so it's the old-fashioned uh, binoculars. Ah. That we're using today. Matthew that, Dirks that is back into the pits, John. That's his second trip. Matthew Dirks is running the flat khaki car, the sort of army olive drab machine. Looks yep. great. Back with Becombe McLear racing once again. Finished well within the top <laughs> 10 last year. Sorry. Oh, there's eight cars coming across the line, and there they go. Right. So the guy who had the big run was that white car with the black hindquarters. All right. Oh, somebody's got lockup going into turn one, manages to avoid everyone else. Black car with the white front. I think that's one of the Copeland cars. Don't think it's Tyler Gonzalez. Um, Max Apowski, maybe? Well, who's moved up on that last lap? It was, the tw it was Actually, it was the 22, the, the car that 22. was going around. So Jeremy Fletcher. That's Jeremy Fletcher. So I was right. Copeland. The, yeah, very well done. Um He's one of, what, half a dozen rookies that we've got this year. And the best of them is Bruno Bun at Smilevsky. Jeremy's his second rookie, James Hiyoshi, uh, James, James Hiyosh in third. Zane Hodgen for JTR in fourth of the rookies. Steve Clemens in fifth. And Heather Hadley in sixth position of the rookies that is and there is a rookie championship and guess what $80,000 $80,000 money yeah. money money yeah Bruno Schmileski is a guy who ran the championship last year for select races but looking to do the full season contest this year Jeremy Fletcher meanwhile joins Copeland Motorsport he's fairly local out of St. Cloud so uh, just about an hour from here a nine-time karting national champion ran spec miatas last year so a guy who understands the fundamentals of these cars there have been a few drivers who've changed teams yes this year yes uh aaron johnson is the first one that comes to mind after running last year with spark performance he's now with jtr um, but that's not to say that Spark Performance has lost any cars because you look at their trailer mm. and they've actually got the old Performance Tech hauler now. They've got oh, a they? big rig with five cars under their tent yesterday. It was quite impressive. And they've actually picked up Heather Hadley, the um, women's scholarship winner from this past season. So, Typically speaking, the scholarship winners are coming from Spec Miata 
Um, and and or something completely random, and Mazda draws youngsters in to try Correct. and give them an opportunity to race. And they had a shootout. Correct. And Heather was the the one who walked away with as the shootout winner. And it's not necessarily the fastest driver; it's the one that Mazda sees the most potential in. Yeah. So this past year, it was uh, Nate Cicero who won the scholarship, the yeah. money to be able to come and race in this championship, one hundred and ten thousand dollars, I think it was. We've got um, uh, Heather was the Heather was the women woman who won, yeah. and then it was um, Thomas Nunziata who came second, who also then gets a financial bonus. I think it was seventy five thousand um, dollars, and I think it was seventy five for the woman as well. We we um, in, we had to speak when we had all three of them on midweek motorsport at the back end of last year series seventeen. Um, we had to catch Heather in between class. <laughs> she was actually uh, in college. And we had to catch her in between class and leave. We actually extended the program so that we could speak to her in the right time for her because we were doing that one from the UK, obviously. They were all on there. Heather was absolutely brilliant. She has a, a vision, a mission. She's working towards us. She's driven all kinds of cars in the past. And she's gonna. I think she'll be. I think she'll be there or thereabouts this year. I yeah. really do. Give her a couple of race weekends to get used to this close quarters racing and the machinery, and the strategy. But um, I, I do think the, that Spark Performance will be able to bring her on and help her in her goal. She was targeting getting inside the top 10. And I think if she can do that, she'll do very, very well indeed. Yep. That's, uh, I mean, top 10 is where it pays in the championship. So that's a very good place to be. And in each of these races now. There's a couple of changes to the rulebook for this year that I'd just like to point out really quickly because they are big differences from last year. No gold or platinum drivers are allowed in this championship anymore. So we're not going to see Parker Kligerman back again because he's platinum. Um, There is now a rule about no more than two radio channels in any car at any given time. So you can only communicate with your pit box, in essence. You can't talk to other cars, which I don't think we've had that for a while, but we have had the hand signals back and forth between people. Slow car on the tri-oval is the... That is Aaron Johnson. Oh, no. See, I'm so unfamiliar with... That not being, it's normally been a red car for quite a long time. It's now a very, very bright blue. It's one of the JTR cars. Come to a halt right on the pit exit, but off the racing line as we've got 11 minutes to go. Gresham Wagner still leads from Thomas Anunziata. Sam Paley, who uh, won the rookie championship two years ago now, he's changed his car colour as well. And he's only doing this race weekend unless he wins. In which case, he'll have the funds to do the race no weekend way. at St. Pete. Wow. Yep. Aaron Johnson is the fourth place car, and that's the car that's pulled over ahead of Jared Thomas, defending champion. Tyler Gonzalez in sixth position. Connor Zilich, early pace setter in seventh. Celine Roland in eighth position. And ninth, Jonathan Neudorf and Ethan Taylor in tenth. Best of the rookies is now Jeremy mm. Fletcher who is in a very credible 15th position. Yep, and Ethan Tyler, I'm really relieved to see him up in 10th because, John, yesterday he was running around at the back of the pack, not a young man that we're used to seeing down toward the bottom of the charts, so clearly got things figured out and is able to move further up the charts this morning. 
It was very good placement, very good um, heads up spot for Aaron Johnson to pull over to because this is the one part of the track where there is no orange overlap. There is no safe place to get to to pull your car off. So Aaron pulling it where he did, did a really good job. Um, These cars, generally speaking, are bulletproof. I can count the number of failures. Red flag, red flag. Yeah, I I think we had to have that. It's... uh, it's a fast entry into turn one. I can count the number of failures that we've seen down through the years, probably on the fingers of two or three fingers, to be honest. But that car was very, very slow in the tri-oval. And I suspect that that is a mechanical issue. That yep. There doesn't look to be any contact damage. The BF Goodridge tyres are all, I think, still on the car. The bad look for Aaron was that it happened just... I would say it happened just after he passed the pit commit. And the bad luck as well for Tyler Gonzalez in the number 51 for Copeland and Connor Zilich in the number 72 for Hickson. They both set their fastest laps that time, but because the red flag had just come out, they were not counted. So for Connor, he ran a 207-618... That would have been pole okay. if this was a qualifying session. That would have put him at the top of the charts. I was it's wrong. a flat tire uh, for Aaron. I was going to say, I was wrong. There is a flat on that. Uh, so that's very unlucky that uh, that didn't Oof. happen to get him into the pit lane. Now, he's caused a red flag. Fl- oh, it's not it's qualifying. Not qualifying. Yeah, nope. It's all right. Sorry. But I you knew where I was thing. going with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, the tires that these guys run on, they are BF Goodrich. That is the normal spec. Change to the rule book for this year. When it's raining, they'll run on Michelin's. Michelin has the wet weather tire ready to oh, go. Okay. So they're sister same companies, same company, family. Yeah. Um, but they do race on BF Goodrich tires. And the other thing to note is that uh, rain race. Sometimes we've had issues last year, for example, where the race gets shortened because of lightning in the area or whatnot. If we make 50% of the race, full points are awarded. Okay. If we're anything less than that, it's at the discretion of race control. It used to be at the discretion of race control, yeah. no matter what. But if we make it time or physical distance on the track, that's when things close. The other big change, the pit entrance is now closed at the start of these races. If you come into the pits for any reason, emergency, or whatever, mm-hmm. you then have to serve a drive through penalty under green flag. Okay. So it, there's uh, so more it of a stipulation. at the end of the first race lap? Correct. Okay. Right. Not sure why you would want to do that unless you had a problem on the formation lap. Exactly. Course. All right. That's interesting and something to bear in mind for our races. Still seven and a bit minutes left. It's not going to be a massively difficult uh, recovery. The problem is, well, I think they may have to tow him to Aaron Johnson in the 24 blue and white car yeah. to the International Horseshoe to if, get him out. It's a flat tyre. If they can tow him, I'm looking at the flathead. Ah. scrambling around the bottom of the apron um, because they might not be able to change the tire. You don't have an air bottle out there, so you Mm. can't jack the car up. And uh, it might not be enough rubber left on the rim to be able to drive away. Good point. Or drag him away, as such it was. Do you... We have people in the acceleration lane here, Shea, for a red flag. It's practice. It's fine. Practice is okay. Mm -hmm. If it were qualifying, I would be angry. Yes. But nope, we're, we're okay. I'm not going to yell at anybody prematurely. Hello to Jake Parrott on the circuit. You should be able to hear us on 107.9 now. We've checked that. Hello. Uh, uh, also to Jimbo and uh, Regan, uh, who 
are two of the now 13-year, I think I can call them veterans, and I mean that in the best way, uh, right uh, just beyond the last set of bleachers going on to the west end of the infield section. There's a fantastic air-suspended classic Chevy Suburban there and a couple of really brilliant Rat VW buses that just are magnificent. One of my favourite things to see every time we're going through. They've been there for a long time. Spoke to them yesterday. Uh, also, hello to Blurfiend. Charles, hello, mate. Good to meet you in person for the first time last night. And I know that uh, collective members, uh, Moni and Billy, are here as well at the uh, Daytona International Speedway. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us. Good morning also to our security team who's out there keeping us safe. Yes. And remember, if you don't have the right pass, don't argue with them. They're just doing their They're job. Doing They're their trying job. to keep us yeah. safe. So good morning, Mike, and all the guys down there on the pit lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe and the security guys on the entrance to the grandstands where we are, where we get very fortunate to be able to be allowed to park. And thank you to everybody this morning. It's this, it's the first day of really needing credentials, etc., etc. Uh, and so thing, everybody just getting up to speed. So thank you for your patience in the queue and thank you for your professionalism uh, on the gates, ladies and gentlemen. Always met with a smile here at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, you were right, Shay, Aaron Johnson and the JTR number 24 needing a flatbed. It's on the flatbed. Time yeah. ticking away now, under five minutes. Four and we a half. Might, we might get an outlap and a fast lap. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, that's What's an outlap here? About two minutes. Uh, two and a half, roughly, for an outlap. Um, given the state of the rear BF Goodrich tire still being on the ground from Aaron Johnson's car, and the flatbed is, the, the crew's working as hard as they it's can. On. They're being diligent. Don't think that they're goofing know, around but, or anything. Yeah, but they don't want to do any damage to the they car. They don't want to do any damage to the car. So rather take their time and get the don't car on properly. They're professionals as well. Exactly. Oh, this, this is good news. The uh, safety truck is pulling away. Uh, the AMR IMSA Chevy safety truck still there. Flatbed going back into position. Three and a half minutes to go in this second practice session. Next time the cars are on track, it's a 15-minute shootout for pole. I think the thing that's going to stymie this is where that truck is. Because it's on pit out, they can't let the cars go right now because they can't get around it. Correct. If it was a pit in, they could let the cars go and it would take them two minutes to get around and that truck would be clear. Yep, we're at three minutes to go. And the truck is still on the pit exit. I don't see this one getting a meaningful lap at the very least. I think it will be Gresham Wagner with the fastest time. And Gresham surely won't be too upset by that. No, put that uh, lap in on his fourth lap around. That was roundabout where the top guys were getting the best out of their BF Goodrich tyres. Thomas Annunziata in second. Sam Paley in the 28th in third. Aaron Johnson, the car that's caused the red flag in fourth position. Then Jared Thomas, defending champion. Tyler Gonzalez uh, in sixth position in the number 51. Connor Zilich in seventh position, early pace setter. Celine Roland in the eighth spot. Jonathan Nerdoff in ninth, tenth, Ethan Tyler. And the best of the rookies, Jeremy Fletcher in 15th. 
position uh, in the number 22 Copeland Motorsport car. We are now at two minutes and seven seconds remaining in this session. The flatbed is moving. It is going to come in the back way toward the paddock. But mm, we don't have enough time for a meaningful lap. Are we going to be able to get back to green flag running at all? Peering over to the starter stand to see if there's a green flag in hand. There is. There, is. there we go. It's waving. All right. One more lap. Might be just backing around to last time for the uh, one more lap for a last lap dash is what I was trying to get my <laughs> mouth around. Apologies for that. I don't. Well, it looks like only the guys who were in the acceleration lane yeah. are going to take the opportunity oh, to nope. go Dirks out. Dirks is going. Oh, all right. But remember, Matthew Dirks has had a very start-stop session. He's been into the pits a couple of times so Fair far. Point. So uh, this outlap might just be enough to teach him what he needs. As people were accelerating quite quickly, I have to say, that's not very impressive as they were coming out of the pit lane. I think we might get a speeding penalty for a couple of right, them there. Let's see who we've got. Is uh, that Gresham, P1? Uh, green, Coffee. black? It's Max Apalski in the number two oh, okay. who's leading them around from, oh, hello, somebody making a big move. That's the 13 car. That was Jensen Ultimate's car last year, the black and, uh, the half-coloured black and white car. That's Robert Noaker. That's Correct. the new car, the brand new car. Yeah, uh, that was his number, I should have said. Yes, Sorry. yes. Interestingly, actually. Oh, oh, oh here oh, we go. On. All of the uh, cars for Spark Performance are rolling together now. Wagner leading them out. We've got Heather Hadley in the third position. Who else this is, is just drafting practice, isn't it? Because uh, they're only going to get this lap. There's 20 seconds to the checkered flag. Uh, so Robert Noick uh, leading on the banking. Uh, then there's one of the Copeland cars, one of the black Copeland cars, which I can't say the number of because my eyes are too old. <laughs> but then it is definitely <laughs> Max Zapalski in the green, but mostly green. Uh, number two oh, in there no. as well is Tyler Gonzalez. That's Tyler Gonzalez there in the 51. That's the black Copeland car. What's uh, <sighs> caught your eye? I really hope that this was just a lining up to be able to get back to the paddock soon because Nate Cicero left his pit box as the checkered flag came out and now is sitting at the pit exit because the red flag is uh, in essence out right. for the pit exit. Well, the, the Mazdas are, are all the way on the infield at the exit of Speedway Turn 4. So don't be surprised to see the cars being turned around. They actually get rolled back down the pit lane yep. and into their paddock at the pit in end of things, which as we've now got cars coming in, uh, Nate Cicero is being turned around. And these guys that are coming into the pit lane now... The Copeland cars. Yeah, it, it was Tyler Gonzalez, then Max Sapolsky, then the 22. That's uh, Jeremy Fletcher. Jeremy, fastest of the rookies. That was He was the guy who had turbo boost on the banking. That's definitely that car. The white front with the black rear and the orange decal uh, on the side of for Copeland Motorsport. And then following him in is the race caddy number 39. That's the white... And John blue Jared car. Wayne. So McCombie McAleer. Lots of new liveries. Yes. So they'll get. They'll have to do a U-turn at the end of pit lane, and then come straight back down as we clear the pit lane. So not. 
no time to improve for anybody. So that top 10 that I gave you is as it was with Jeremy Fletcher in 15th position as the best of the rookies. And typically Mazda, the top seven, eight within a second. A couple of cars coming through to complete what was an outlap. That's the spark. Uh, the spark trip. We, we need Ooh, a big lock up. Big lock up. Oh, that's a set of BF Goodridge that will not be getting used again on that number 54. That's Heather. That's Heather Hadley. Well, she just learned how not to go through turn one. Well, she was in the draft. Yep. And probably arriving there, I would say, maybe five or even ten miles an hour quicker than she would have been arriving if she'd been on her own. Yep. But the good news for her, those BF Goodrich tires are done because we go into qualifying next. You're going to have stickers for those. Yeah. You're going to start race one on the tires on which you qualified, and then race two, you get another new set. So she didn't Sing- need them anyway. Single qualifying session coming up yep. next. First fastest lap sets race the one. first race one. Second fastest lap potentially sets race two if you don't then set a faster lap during race one. We, we've seen this in other single manufacturer championships. I really like that. It means if you get a wet qualifying and a dry race, that potentially you can uh, do something and improve your position. Or in the first race, if you have a problem, you can slap another set of tyres on and get a better track position for the second race. And we saw that in the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge yes, last we weekend did. with Sebastian, Sebastian Carrazzo. I could see the 27 in my mind. I, and knew I just you could. To, you could see it on my face, couldn't you? Uh, they were very clever. Kelly Moss Racing with Riley put new tyres on his car and he bagged a second row start by improving his time. So we must keep an eye on the lap times uh, in that first race. You can see and hear that via imsa.tv, imsaradio.com and racer.com. That's later on this weekend. But next time we see these cars, it will be qualifying. 15 minutes only. But for the moment, the man with bragging bragging rights, Gresham Wagner, in the number five Spark Performance, he leads the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres after their first 15-minute session. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to Imsa Radio wherever you get your podcasts.